Amid the chaos of that day, when all I could hear was the thunder of gunshots, and all I could smell was the violence in the air, I look back and am amazed that my thoughts were so clear and true, that three words went through my mind endlessly, repeating themselves like a broken record. You're so cool. You're so cool. You're so cool. And sometimes Clarence asked me what I would have done if he had died, if that bullet had been two inches more to the left. To this, I always smile, as if I'm not going to satisfy him with a response. But I always do. I tell him of how I would want to die, that the anguish and the want of death would fade like the stars at dawn, and that things would be much as they are now. Maybe I wouldn't have named our son Elvis. Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony Nikki Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark. Welcome back for episode 16, The Hangover. I got my esteemed colleague and producer in Skyfall Studios with me right now, the great Benny the Bear Jew Spielberg, and we got a whole other cast of characters sitting around discussing some very important information for an upcoming episode we have, but we'll we'll talk more about that later on. Gang, I can't lie to you, I, I, I'm beat up, I'm beat up from my dear friend Franco Chima's wedding. Franco and Janine had one hell of a wedding, and uh, it took a toll on me physically and mentally to say the least. Benny, I think you could tell, can't you? Yeah, it seems like you're in somewhat of a daze. You're a little bit dazed and confused, I'd say, Marky. Yeah, man, I'm going through some nausea, some like physical fatigue, mental fatigue. I'm not as sharp. I'm uh, a lot of late nights, a lot of big drinking, a lot of partying, a lot of talking jive. I'm beat down, Benny. Yeah, man, that'll take a toll on you, Marky. You got to do one of those maybe uh, detoxes they sell or cleanses maybe, you know, flush it all out of your system. Right. So it's funny you said that because that's the goal right now. I'm looking to go, I'm looking to go at least a week to 10 days. Let me not drink. Let me not go out and party. I don't think that's uh, too much of a sacrifice. That actually might kill you the way you've been going, Marky. You set such a tolerance, your body can't handle zero. I just want to get back in my rhythm at the gym and, you know, just my good habits. Yeah, I don't know if you remember much of the month, honestly. I'm not surprised you don't remember anything. <laughs> Doc, none of us could remember anything from last night. <laughs> remember? I know. It's like uh, from Vegas to now, it's just been nonstop. And a lot of guys have been, a lot of guys who were in Vegas and whatnot saying the same exact thing. After the hard rock got blacked out, it was like emptiness. <laughs> you know, I'll go as far as to say I didn't exactly ever come back from Vegas, Benny. 
I hear you, man. Vegas will get your soul and hold on to it. Yeah, it'll take your soul from you. It'll take your pride, your dignity, your money. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. The list goes on with that. But, when we say list here at On The Mark, that's a very big deal. Because Ben, I'll tell you what, that South Philly socialite list, that power rankings list, made a major impact. Had a lot of people talking, built maybe some rivalries. Now people are all going for the top spot. A lot of people out there are trying to climb that ladder. Yeah, you kind of created a crown jewel in South Philly that uh, nobody else really had ever created. It's really sent a stir through the city. Kind of like a fire or spark in South Philly recently over it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's like a, uh, a ring of honor, that list. And people now, you know, being that's the summer, it's, it's darty season, it's go out season. People are looking to go out, party, get on the list climb the list, whatever. It's, it's good stuff. It's good for business, Benny. It's what's best for business. Absolutely. I've already seen the first recipients of the plaques start posting things online about it. They look phenomenal. I saw a few over a mantle. Yeah. Yeah. People are showing it off. People are showing it off. It's something to be proud of. For sure. And uh, gang, coming up on our next episode of On The Mark, we are going to do South Philly's top 32 hottest women. You know, I would have liked to brought you that episode now, but uh, Janine and Franco's wedding takes precedent. We got a great talk with Johnny Luch coming up. We got a hell of a talk with the great Rocco Chima on deck later this episode. And we might even get uh, Franco and Janine on the line if we're lucky enough. We'll see what happens with scheduling conflicts because they leave for the islands in about four or five hours for that honeymoon. So they got a lot on their table. Well, let's hope we can make that work. It's funny you bring up the hottest girls in South Philly, Marky, and definitely funny you bring up Johnny Looch because this past Wednesday at Sips, not only did I see our man Johnny Looch, but I saw a lot of those ladies that are going to be on that list, Marky. Yeah, he brings them out. I mean, you're talking about thousands of people out on the streets in Center City for that Center City Sips weekly event. Thousands of people at the Comcast Center alone. It's Philadelphia's greatest success story as far as partying goes. And Johnny Luch is a part of that. He's a major part of that. Philly has never been known for its nightlife. Has it been known for sports? Yes. Has it been known for food? Yes. Has it been known for history and culture? Yes. Philadelphia, unlike L.A., Miami, New York, Atlanta, Houston, has never been known for nightlife. Uh, so this is a thing where they caught a niche. It's uh, it's the it's all about the Darty. The Wednesday day party in Philly is unlike anything you'll find anywhere in the country. Yeah, it's a great thing, man. It's something to look forward to midweek. And it got me out this week, and I got to say, I'm probably going back next week. It was that much fun. Right. I mean, what other city does anything like that? It's almost like Mardi Gras out there. Yeah, it's wild. And it's not just in one or two isolated places. It's really all throughout the city. You can bounce around to a dozen spots in a day uh-huh. and have a great time at every one of them. Not to mention the, the, the nightclubs are 
doing the official after parties. I, I heard Nodo's Sips after party has been phenomenal. Gang, go see my good friend Mark Bruce over there. He'll make it work for you. Check him out. Check that joint out. It's a big time spot. Uh, I ran into a couple British ladies down from Manchester here for the summer. They were asking me what club to go to after hours. And they wanted to make sure the club had Dom, Mark. Dom they, P? At Dom P. They just asked me, are they going to have Dom? I right. said, for you, they'll have... Well, Dom. they're going to have Dago Dom Cassis there. Well, there you go. A very high-ranking member on the South Philly socialite list. Absolutely. And Dom now is on a plane over the ocean, heading over to Croatia to meet up with his dear friend, Dario Saric, for Yacht Week. Dom's going to be bouncing around Croatia on a yacht, then he's hitting Amsterdam after that. And I all I could say about that is, God damn. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had to turn down my invitation. But uh, next time, I'll catch him next yacht week. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a good time. I mean, our socialites, they, they live up to it. That's why they earned it. And let me assure these listeners that my panel, my Senate, my consultants are working just as diligently and just as hard on this list of the hottest South Philly females as they did with the socialites. They're leaving no stone unturned. They're going through all the information at you know at their disposal. They're gonna get this thing right. We're not gonna rush this thing. We want this list to be precise. Well, that's why we had to push it back a little, Marky, because they're working even harder on this one. Yeah. The jury's hung, Mark. Yeah, the it, jury is hung. Yeah, we're not gonna lie to you, folks. There's internal discussions, you know, I think she's top 25. Then, you know, another guy saying, I think she's top 10. Then you'll have a guy say, well, I don't even know if she's necessarily on the list. So, guys, this is an ongoing thing. They're working hard, just like the elves around Christmas time up in the North Pole. They're working overtime. They're going to get this thing figured out. And just like Santa Claus delivers those presents Christmas morning, we'll be delivering this list. Oh, it's coming. It's coming down the chimney, Benny. Yeah. You can bet on it, Marky. It's coming down the chimney. And uh, huge compliment to be on this list. Huge compliment. Yeah. And just like Santa, if you leave some cookies out, it might help you on this list, too. Oh, I've received some messages. People who've got whim of the list. Mark, I better be on that list, Mark. This, that, and the other. You know me. This whole process, I take a, a step back. I just kind of probe our consultants. I, I ask them questions. I try to dig deep. I try to open up their minds, see the big picture, yeah. think about different angles when considering these lovely, lovely ladies. Well, when you have a panel like you do, Marky, a room with a giant circle of guys just devoted towards these lists, Yes. you know, they take it seriously and you got to probe them to find the perfect list, Mark. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Roman Senate and I'm... Um, Julius Caesar. Yep. Let's call it what it is, Benny. We're going to open up those aqueducts, man. Benny, get us the break. And when we get back, gang, more on the mark. Sweetie, it's Vegas. Lose track of time in those casinos. There's no windows. There's no clocks. It's probably on a heater. And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. I don't know if you can take it. No, you want to see me naked, naked, naked. I want to be a baby, baby, baby. 
Been in and as much as I keep came from Maytag. Rock up and sit on the brown like When I get like this, I can't be around you. I'm too little to dim down a notch. Cause I can do some things that I'm gon' do. Wow. You are now on the mark with the podcast host with the perfect credit score, Marky Mark. Trust me when I tell you this, guys. I'm not even overstating this a little bit. That wedding was absolutely phenomenal. Benny, everything from the tuxedo selection. This had this was this dark blue and black thing going on. Tux, you know, black bow tie, vest. And you might have thought it was a little hot for a vest, being a July wedding. It was fine, man. I love the look of that um, tux. Yeah, very classic. Yeah, classy and uh, smooth, man. Real smooth. And then over at St. Richard's Church, that's an underrated church. It's a beautiful church right in the right in the heart of South Philadelphia, Benny. I love St. Richard's. Underrated church. Absolutely gorgeous. And... Um, the Curtis Center was mind-blowing for me. When uh, this show really blows up, man, we're going to throw a major on-the-mark podcast party over at the Curtis Center. God, I can't wait. Yep, it's going to be special. Soon. Coming soon, right around the corner. Maybe we'll release the uh, Top 32 Hottest Females in South Philly episode live from the Curtis Center. Like an award ceremony, and a, you know, an award show. I mean, that would only be fitting. Like a Miss America type thing. It's that kind of event? Yeah. The, the the pomp is there. What's that term? The pomp and circumstance? That's above my pay grade, Mark. All right. Let's, uh, let's get our intern on that. Hey, Sheila. I need you to look up pomp and circumstance. What's the definition of that? I don't know. She got any salads? She makes the best salads, man. I saw some... Uh... I saw some fried chicken back there and some uh, and some French fries, but I didn't see I didn't see any salads. That's a shame. She makes a phenomenal salad. Sheila's salads are truly the best. She does like avocado, a little cashew. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like a peanut tamarind sauce. It's very good. Okay. Well, Sheila just brought me the printout. Pomp and circumstance. A splendid celebration with ceremony and fuss. Also, the title of several military marches played at ceremonies, such as graduations. Benny, we might have to have a military march as well. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Man, Benny, I gotta say, you know I'm a healthy guy, you like your salads. I like my healthy food. I kind of want to try this 79 cent hot dog from Burger King. Commercials look unreal. A hot dog from Burger King is like the last thing I want to eat, Mark. I haven't had Burger King in a while, and there's nothing against it. I like Burger King. I just, you know, I don't eat I wouldn't much get a food. hot dog there. If Have I'm getting a hot dog, I'm going 
Hebrew National kosher okay. dog. Okay, I want to sure. trust what's in that hot dog. Sure. And I still know it's literally horrible. Right, right, right. They say it's the worst thing you can eat. Yeah, it's like ground up bones and the snout. And it's literally everything they can't use. Yeah, and they say the casing is bad for you too. Probably. It can't be good for you. Right. What about that could possibly be good for you? Yeah, like, you know, I'll do a hot dog from time to time, but... Yeah. Sometimes those things can be absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I'm a Texas Wieners guy in beautiful sure. South Philadelphia. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, the works, man. I get that. I get a birch beer, yeah. whatever. Oh, man. Phenomenal. They don't mess it up over there. They do it right over at Texas Wieners. Yeah, like I'll get a hot dog if we were there or like right, Nathan right. somewhere. Oh, sure, Nathan's dog. Yeah. You know, you throw that on the grill, you do it right. Absolutely. But I'll tell you what, you didn't have to worry about hot dogs at uh, Franco and Janine's wedding. The food there was through the roof. I can imagine. We get there, we get to the Curtis Center, they're giving us lobster tails. Yeah, they are. Lagostinos, uh, fresh crab meat. Are you kidding me? Crab cakes? I do not have a good time eating crab cakes. I love them. They're phenomenal. Uh, Sushi. It was, you know, in the bridal suite. Unbelievable stuff, man. Phenomenal. I'm not overstating this, man. This wedding was through the roof. You need a good spread. Honestly, food at the wedding, good food at the wedding, really just sets it off. You can't go wrong when you have good food. Ain't that the truth, man? Yeah. It keeps the people happy. Good food, good drinks, good music, good people. This wedding had it all. How could you go wrong? They'll be talking about this wedding for the next 50 years. Absolutely. Sounds like it. Every picture I saw, it looked phenomenal. Now, Benny, let me let me see how well you know me. Where do you think I'm going to get married if it happens? Hell. <laughs> Good fucking point, Ben. Yeah. Okay. In this life, though. Not the afterlife. Sure. That's definitely the afterlife location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably for her more so than me. Yeah. She'll probably be the reason I'm there. Absolutely. What's this lifetime's location? If I had to guess, I would say the art museum. Interesting. We took pictures at the art museum Yeah. for this wedding. Sure. That was one of the stops after church. I like the idea of a wedding at the art museum. Because then, you know, you can yeah. kind of wander around drunkenly, look at some shit. Yes, for sure. And uh, so this is going to totally throw you for a loop, though. Probably the only place in this lifetime I would get married at a drive through in Las Vegas. Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You're one of those drive through guys. Find himself a sweet stripper. I married a whore! How dare you? She's a nice lady! I would do it real classy, like the guy yeah. in Hangover said. Get Absolutely. The, what's it called? What package did they get? Uh, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll call the it high the rollers. Big... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The high roller package. It's what you guys ordered. I have coffee mugs. What? You have... Baseball caps, huh? And fancy calendars. We're going to call it the Big Baller brand Absolutely. package. You know, because uh, that's, the, that's the way I would do it, man. Either City Hall or Las Vegas, Nevada. I hear you. That's just, that's me. That's me. I feel you. I, I kind of like those beach weddings. That sounds, oh, they're that cool. sounds cool. Yeah, they're cool. That no doubt about cool. it. Yes. I'm a fan of those as well. Maybe not even on the beach, but just at the beach. Never been to a destination wedding. 
Sure. Me but either. I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm sure it'll happen eventually. I'd feel bad making it a destination wedding. It's one thing having it at the shore. Sure. It's another thing to have it in like Jamaica or sure. something. I'd sure. feel bad making everyone come to Jamaica. And at the end of the day, that makes, I feel like, your honeymoon less exciting because, whoa, what, are yeah, you going to yeah, go to yeah. another fucking island? Yeah, yeah, right. I think what they do is they stay for an extended period of time and maybe island hop a little bit. Sure, or you like pull one of the things where you go to like Vienna or something yes, like that. Yes, you, you do go a European, European thing. Yeah, I, I, and I get that. My parents went to Vienna and all around Europe for their honeymoon. Right. So I get that. Sure. No, it's cool. It, it's a cool option. Look, it's one of the most fun times of a person's life. Sure. Typically, so whatever you do, you're gonna make the best out of it. Yeah. You're going to be on cloud nine. Absolutely. You're going to have fun. For sure. Unless you're a miserable prick. Well, like us. Yeah. Like yeah. us. I'd find something wrong with everything over there. Yeah, you would. You know what I mean? I'd be sending entrees back. I was going to say, your escargot wasn't cooked enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> your escogot. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I hear you, man. I, uh, let's call it what it is. I don't even have any interest in staying with most of these girls for more than six months let alone till death do us part six months bro jesus christ i sometimes can't even get to sunrise it's just brutal when you're going through your daily day and they're texting you what are you doing where are you at who are you with i think the misery is when you're on the date or you're hanging out with them and you're just looking at them going yeah this ain't gonna work ah oh, oh, this bad, sucks yeah. but then you still gotta play nice and you're there so you're and you're paying so you might as well fucking make the best yeah, out of it two, like you you're, said you're two three four hundred dollars into the night yeah so you're like, let me just get fucked up and enjoy this night to the fullest like you said you know you just gotta make the most of it so sometimes you're like hey maybe i'm just being a little grumpy and maybe she ain't that bad maybe she'll grow on me right and then she don't right it works the other way yeah 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 and then if you like them they don't like you and Absolutely. If, if they like you you don't like them oh yeah well we're back in elementary school oh you yeah that, that? Yeah, that's what social media did yeah and then uh and then if you you know if, you, if things start going well and you're seeing each other consistently then you know if you're too clingy they don't like that but if you're too standoffish they don't like that either. There's like no perfect medium. Yeah. No, it's one big it's one big game of Tinder or Bumble. Yeah. You're always swiping They're right and talking. They're to get back to... and swipe on Tinder and Bumble. Yeah, seriously. As Tony Nicky Jr. called it, oh, those whore apps. <laughs> and I don't agree with that at all, by the way. That's what our insane uh, colleague described him as. TNJ, the yeah. legendary. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I just want to say one more thing about this top 32 list of the hottest South Philly females. And this doesn't go for just Philly girls or just any... This is just in general. We all know this is going on. Girls mention it all the time. Guys know what's going on as well. A lot of people out there playing tricks on Instagram, man. Oh, with yeah. these filters, these third-party apps. Oh, yeah. And photoshopping themselves. Dude, I'm out all the time in some very nice places. I was just in Vegas, Nevada, and L.A. for two weeks, as you know. More than two weeks. There's no girls looking that hot in real life like they do on Instagram. I believe it, bro. Yeah, 
our boy Joey Stacks a couple months ago brought me this girl for a double date, showed me her Instagram, said, all right, she's not bad, bring her over. This girl wa walks in looking like Big Hero 6. Oh my God. It was like the Goodyear blimp had just flown over my building. Yep, yep. Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving Day parade came early. She was like one Absolutely. of the going by. Yeah, she was Snoopy. Yeah, oh flying my by. God. Yeah, it oh. was wild. Yeah. It's, and you would have never known by her Instagram. They're playing tricks out there. It's ludicrous. And our analysts, our consultants, our scientists are breaking that down, and that's going to factor into who gets on this list and where they are ranked. Good. It needs to. Because at the end of the day, it's not fair. No. It's not fair. And then we're the assholes that get disappointed yeah, when they yeah, don't yeah. look... Like yeah, yeah. how they do on Instagram, right. and then they play dumb, like they don't know what they just did. Meanwhile, they're liars. I mean, total liars. Dude, we're not standing for girls playing tricks on Instagram. We're not going to fall for it. No Fugazi shit. Nothing Fugazi. Yeah. Nothing Fugazi about this list coming up. That's a red flag that gets you off the list. For sure. No doubt about it. And keep in mind, folks... That episode is next. Do not miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have some great call-ins, some great interviews, and the way that list gets released, it's going to put a lot of people in high standing within the South Philadelphia community. It's already got a buzz. It does. A tremendous buzz. You've seen the messages. Mark, I want to be on that list. What are they saying? All our consultants... A bartering, negotiating for where, you know, certain people belong on the list, on I've the rankings. I've seen some of the photos that these girls have sent you. I don't think they realize that it's a council you have no control of. I don't. Yeah. I just kind of, you know, mediate yeah. the list. Somebody should tell those girls, send in those photos. Well, our council is going to remain anonymous. Uh, that's not fair to them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's damn near... What, Benny? 25 people? Yeah. Guys and girls of multiple different ages? It's races, similar to like uh, in the Da Vinci Code. You don't really know who's in that secret society. Yeah. It, it, almost they like walk the among, Yes, they walk South among Philly. you. Yes. Yes. And you would have no idea. Yeah, gang, we have the Illuminati of South Philadelphia putting together these power rankings on a consistent basis. This is the only show, folks, where you can come for South Philadelphia Power Rankings. Absolutely. God bless. And now, on the line, we have none other than the DJ of this gala that we've been talking so highly about. The talented DJ Johnny Luch. You are now on the mark. My snack was a honey crisp apple. Johnny, how you doing, my friend? What'd you think of my entrance with the Italian flag and uh, what you need? Very, 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 very uh, apropos. Okay. Very good. Very, uh, wasn't tasteless, wasn't classless. You did it with style, my brother. All right. Now, you've seen a lot, okay? You've seen a lot of wedding entrances. Where does that rank? It, it helped, was very helpful that me and Janine's cousin, who were walking the flag, we both look very Italian. 
Wait, wait, wait. How do you walk? You walk very Italian? No, we both look very Italian. Oh, you look very Italian. I thought you were going to... That sounded like Joey Tribbiani from Friends when he looked at Chandler and said, <laughs> I'm thinking about changing my walk. <laughs> <laughs> you think I need a new walk? <laughs> what? Well, you know, I've been walking the same way since high school. Yeah. You know how some guys, they walk into a room and everybody takes notice? I think I need a take notice walk. I love I love Joey, but I'll tell you what, my favorite friend's character always was and always will be Ross. Found him hilarious. Really? It bothered me though, towards the last few years they of the uh, the the series. He used to have that funny, innocent, intellectual type of humor. Sure. I thought towards the end of the show they made him completely nerdy. They made him completely Yeah. I see that a little bit. I, I but you nerdy know, I, I is funny. Know. Just look at the Big Bang Theory. They People say the like Friends nerds. Episode that was their version of jump. Uh, Fonzie jumps the shark. Right. Was when they all went to England. I don't know. I thought the show was strong after that, but I think at some point they changed Ross's character a little bit, or he was trying to. Schwimmer was trying to play the character too hard. It wasn't. It wasn't that I I, I I used to think Ross was my favorite. Yeah. But I think all in all the character to me that stole the show, especially early on, was Chandler. Yeah, yeah. Raging alcoholic. That's a shame. It's yeah. a shame. Well you could have told too. You could have told when he was on his game or, or when I he know. was struggling. It's kinda of funny. But you know, the thing about Joey Tribbiani, uh the great Matthew LeBlanc, 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 uh very, uh, very much so, a uh, almost racist interpretation of his character, the dumb, airhead Italian. I mean, well, that's, funny you said that's that. offensive. I read article, funny you said that. I read an article, and the writer of the, I don't remember who it was, but the person who wrote the article said, I'm sick and tired of the Italian character always being portrayed as the donkey, as the dub. Uh, it's person. so stupid. I mean, we've had it's, some of the most brilliant people in the world, in world yeah, history. It's, it's funny you said that, Mark. It's exactly what this guy's sentiments were. Yeah. It's funny you said that. That's you an, know, an Italian-American stereotype. That's what that yeah. is. Well, when, when if, if they're not being portrayed as a gangster, they're being portrayed as a... Airhead. Even, as an airhead. Know, Rocky yeah. Balboa was an airhead. Uh, even characters in The Godfather were gangster airheads and a lot yes. of airheads in other gangster movies so they like putting them together too it sells though yeah it, it does sell we make it good sells. movie characters we do you know another one don't forget about the Muppets Rizzo the Rat why did the rat have to have an Italian name Mr. Rizzo the Rat hello there it's a good point. You know, there's something up there. I don't like that, John. It's funny you said that. I never, I remember Reserve Rat. He was prevalent in uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan. Yes, Manhattan, New York, known for Italians, of course. Yeah. yeah. All, New York, also known for uh, rodent problems, like yes. many major cities. But, you know, it, it's, there's some racist ties behind these little things. <laughs> now, John, Wait, back, a, back to my original was, question, though, John. Where does right. my wedding entrance rank in all that you've seen? Because you've seen a ton. All right. Now, am I answering 
Do I have to answer because you put me in the top 10 of your list two weeks ago? <laughs> nope. You can be very honest. Am I going to be taken out of the list if I... That's impossible, I, John. We already have the plaque. The plaque's being made and molded. I need confirmation from that from Big Ben. Yeah, Ben. Oh, you're good, John. You're good. You're not going anywhere. All right. Well, the entrance was solid. The entrance will rank as a definitely a top twenty, which is to to, to that says a lot. I do. Uh, I'll do fifty to seventy weddings a year for at least thirty years, so. To sit there and say you're in a top 20, I think that's saying something. I'm I'm glad you didn't make a mockery of it. No, I kept it very uh, very authentic, very yes, just serious. You, you to be honest, similar, you brought it in similar to to the ones that would do it at a soccer game. Yes, yes, yes. So I I, I got I'm going to give you my honest opinion. You got the thumbs up, and it definitely ranks in the top 20. And I think the people at the wedding thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, you know, it, the wedding, as you know, like many of the weddings you do, but not all. It was mainly an Italian wedding through and through. I'd say 90% of the place was Italian. Yeah, if not better. If I mean, not more, right. If right. not more, yes. Everybody uh, seemed me, to me enjoy myself it. Be, me and myself being Jewish, <laughs> I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, hey, there are Italian Jews out there, so... That's a real thing. You look good, my buddy. Yeah. And, and the, you had the, you had the Odell look working well. The hair looked good. <laughs> yeah, the hair. It's, people are telling me I got to cut it. I, I say I'll cut it when I want to cut it. Don't worry about my and hair. And I also want to thank you for uh, for checking on me all night long. What can I get you? Are you all right? Well, of course. So for, that, you get, for that, you get a definite shout out. You're, uh, you're my business partner. You're my associate. My man. You're a part yeah. of the On The Mark family. Absolutely. <laughs> that calls for our honeymooners line. Yeah, yeah, right. And the honeymooners line was uh, what was it? Wait. Spit it Trixie out, John. Said, Trixie said you're the biggest thing on TV. And <laughs> that Trixie, she's a good kid. <laughs> now, getting into uh, something else off of the wedding for a minute. Oh, go ahead. July 27th, the Mifflin Tavern. Yes. Make, making some history here. You're going to be doing a, what are we doing, a happy hour kind of deal, John? Yeah, we're going to start early enough. Uh, they're, they're, they're putting two Italians behind a two-street party. Yeah, this that's, is history. That's, his, that's history in and of itself. O overcoming racism, John. Yes. <laughs> A lot of great people down there. They're gonna love it. They're gonna absolutely I, I, love it. It's gonna I be just, a good time. Like like all like all new venues, all new nights. I just pray that it works. That's all. Sure. Thursday, July twenty seventh, seven o'clock. It's gonna be a lot of drink specials. It's gonna be a lot happy of good hour. music. It's gonna be a happy packed hour house. On, happy hour on two street fe featuring on the mark, Mark Nardotti, and yours truly, Johnny Luce. Yes. And on the will mark, be, will, Benny, will Benny Silver be present that night? <laughs> Benny Silver won't be present, but Benny the Bear Juice Spielberg will be. I'll make it. I'll um, make Silver, it, Luch. Spielberg, same thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want, Luch. I know you're a gentleman, so I'll call you that. But the last name eluded me. I apologize. You are good. So our next episode, John, 
We're doing the top 32 hottest girls in South Philadelphia. You know, yes. single, of course, not married. Uh, we're le married women are exempt. So, you know, I have a, a panel of people, uh, females and males, you know, discussing this list. Who should be on it? Who belongs where? This, that, and the other. It's an ongoing discussion. Some people uh, voice some concerns. They said, well, you don't want to offend anybody, things like that. Well, I'm not. I'm not voicing my opinion on that. This new list. I'm not. I'm not because you're a sick guy. I don't know what you're capable of doing. <laughs> <laughs> he is sick, John. What do you say? I'm like Doctor Evil. Yeah, tell me something. You getting lost with that previous episode? You getting lost in the middle of nowhere? Was that all true? Oh my God, that was a hundred percent true. On my hand to God. Isn't it hard to get lost nowadays with the to a thing called like navigation or? Well, yeah, John. I'm in the middle of the desert. They don't have any towers out there. I had nothing. My phone literally it said no service. Wow, that's that's got to be scary. I swear to God, that story. We have fun on this show. We we get silly. We 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 talk jive. That is a hundred percent true. When you were talking, this I'm thinking about the scene in Casino when, when Pesci's letting De Niro have it. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks like that out there, man. It's insanity. I mean, I wasn't on a major highway. I was, this this, this road I was on was like made for like, I, I don't even know what it was made for a horse and a and a and a cart behind it with bales of hay on. I don't know. It was insane, man. And I, I was flying down this. I was scared to death. That's a cringing moment, I'm sure. It, it, it was because it, if one thing goes wrong, I'm in a whirlwind of shit. No service on my phone right now to to today's standards is probably one of the scariest things in the world. How did they do it back in the day? I don't know. Think, and I'm old listen, to I'm old enough to remember what that back in the day was. I don't know. I guess we were never dumb enough to wind up in the desert. <laughs> Look, there was a lot of people out in Vegas, uh, that Nevada area. I mean, it's not like it was. It's this newfound land. People have been out there for over a hundred years. How right, many people out. croaked out there, and we just don't know? They're, you know, they went missing. There are a lot of holes out there in that desert, Mark. Yeah. And like, There's one out there. A lot of holes. Yep. And then the coyotes will get you. Got to watch those coyotes. Right. The coyotes. And, uh, you know, moral of the story, though, made it back in one piece. But between Franco's, Franco's wedding, man, taking a toll on my body, I might end up in a hole in Philly now. Uh, the, the night before the wedding, we go to Scarpetta. We go to Ashton Cigar Bar. I was blown away by Scarpetta. I didn't think I was going to like it. I thought from what I saw on pictures and whatnot that the portion sizes were too small. But, uh, man, no, they weren't. Uh, I loved the menu. They had rabbit on the menu. And any menu that has Italian restaurant that has rabbit, I, I love that. Just the, the apps, great selection of apps, great uh, cocktail menu, and the ambiance in there is, with the exception of Del Frisco's, the best ambiance of any restaurant in Philadelphia. I would agree to that. You know, I mean, that's Las Vegas caliber, Miami caliber, which there's Scarpettas in both places. 
along with uh, man, what Manhattan and uh, Montauk. I was in a um, I was in a pool of DJs uh, trying to work in there. Sent my resume, sent my email, did everything. But then, I think the uh, the tenants of the hotel ruled out having any uh, any loud music. Really? Yeah. That's kind of lame. I know everybody has a DJ today, but then yet on the same token, it's better to find out ahead of time because typically in those situations you get shut down anyway. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, John. My only uh, regret about that wedding, I didn't get to pull a Sonny Corleone. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Sonny. I, I had the tux on. I had the hair. I wanted to be I wanted to be James Caan for one night, man. I mean, it's not a bad thought, but I don't know. You think they were... Do you have the if factor to pull something like that off? I think I do. I got the James Bond type of it factor that you need to pull something like that off. Are you upset you didn't walk in the Desperacito? Oh, my God. I wish I knew if I gave you prior notice we could have adjusted that. But they all wanted to walk in the Desperacito, and they're what matters in that Oh, absolutely. That, that song is tremendous, man. A Canadian kid... Singing Spanish, that's badass. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's badass. I like yeah, that, man. It just goes to prove to you how. Uh, yeah, it's bad. You're a sick kid, Mark. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a song of the summer. Well, now that wild thoughts is out. Yep, I'm a big fan of that song too. That it's all about that Santana. Maria, Maria in the background. Yep, that that Carlos Santana guitar riff. Yep. That made Man. me that made me buy that song on iTunes. The original. Good stuff. Yeah, it's a classic. Stuff. Any <laughs> uh, anything else, John, we need to discuss about this wedding? Well, I'll give you some tidbits. On the Detono side, they have been hiring me from when the four girls were babies. In fact, I don't know if it was Janine or Jennifer. I did one of their Holy Communions at Palumbo's. Oh, wow. Palumbo's. South Philly landmark. Unbelievable uh, that it's not there anymore. And there were quite a few people. I've done their wedding, and I'm already booked for their weddings. Mm-hmm. Quite a few. Mm-hmm. And as far as the Chimas are concerned, I grew up born and raised, I think we're a month apart, Played ball with him, grew up with him, hung out with him, went drinking with him. His uncle Franco, uh, who's an absolute gem. I know he enjoyed the Italian flag. He yes, he, <laughs> well he's always a good time. Uh, he's, he's great. A good time at he's every great. party. Oh, totally. Every uh, party cracks me up. Janine got getting me in City Tap House, giving me that opportunity. Absolutely, I'm always grateful. So. It was my pleasure to do the wedding, but regardless of that, I would have, I would have done anything for them. Yeah, for sure. You, you got there's strong family ties there. Janine was a beautiful bride. I was so yes, happy to my, so happy to see today. that how much fun they all had. They they were I living it up. I told my wife today she looked beautiful. Yep. Totally, and it cracked me up 
when Janine's father said, you know, the Detonos, we're known for our weddings. 20, 30 years, people are still talking about our weddings. <laughs> There's a thing about our weddings. I was dying laughing. I don't think anybody realized how classic that was. That was yeah. so funny. I, I wrote that down, so I say something like similar to that at some point. Whether it's about this show or my wedding or just a party I throw. I want to say something like that. You know what he does speech. for a living. You know what he does for a living, right? Sure. He's a, he's a, a legend in the cigar industry. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Hilarious. I And I, I went up to him. I told him how how much I admired that and how classic I thought that was. And even he got a laugh out of it. He's a good guy. Totally. Tom is a real good man. Totally. I uh, I almost wish I could go back and, and relive that night because, John, but you know how when you're in a wedding, it's an all-day affair, man. We were drinking from 10 a.m. I mean, like I said, I was out till 5 in the morning the night before the wedding. And uh, it was almost like a blur once I was at the Curtis Center. And that place is just so gorgeous. The Chess Cafe group does an unbelievable job with these weddings redefining what a Philadelphia wedding is up with the latest trends, styles. Well, oh Mark, my God. I'd love to go back in time to relive that. Mark, going back 20 years ago before Ch before Chess Cafe even existed, Joe Volpe wanted to consider suggesting, rather suggested, doing my wedding right at 30th Street Station. Right. Do you realize what I'm telling you at the train station? Yeah, I mean, talk and about I an ambiance. Huh? I didn't have the vision. Yeah. Or the or the the concept. I couldn't buy it. I I didn't see it. I did not understand what he was saying. Right. To get a person like Franny in there and take this beautiful marble cavernous space and convert it into a ballroom for five six hours. Yeah. Yeah, and that's twenty years ago. I didn't get it, but that's when they were able to take in other caterers uh, over at the, over at the, the Ben, the Ben Franklin. Sure. So I was married. I that's where we had our wedding. Sure. But my what I'm getting at is, Joe, Joe, Franny, whomever, has they they've all had the vision. They've all had the vision to convert these cavernous spaces into beautiful, beautiful ballrooms. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you realize, I don't know if you've ever been in there, but on Monday morning, if you walk through the Curtis Center, it's nothing more than one of those old-fashioned office buildings. I know. But yet, you walk in there on a Saturday night, and you don't see anything but a ballroom. I don't feel like I'm in Philadelphia when I'm in there. I agree with that. I, I feel like maybe I'm in Miami. I don't oh, know, I'll New York. For me. I'm, pay, I'm, I'm paying the toll. Uh, John, you don't have easy pass? God, I'm surprised at you. I'm old school, buddy. <laughs> I don't have easy pass either, John. That, thanks, man. Cash is king, I babe. <laughs> All right, I'm through. Uh, all right. Good thing you uh, didn't yeah, get caught. Me... Good thing you didn't get caught up at the toll booth like Sonny Corleone. Another Sonny Corleone reference. <laughs> One of my favorite characters in in American cinema history. Really? Oh, of course. I mean, I love Michael too. I mean, they Michael and uh, Sonny 
two of my favorites just from Godfather alone. The behind the scenes making of they they weren't supposed to have those parts. Yeah, and uh, you know. Um, In fact, didn't De Niro try out for Sonny? Sure, sure did. And I'm trying to. And James Con tried out for uh, Michael. Yes. Um, Ernest Borgnine tried out for uh, the Don. Right, and so did Sinatra. Sinatra wanted to be uh, Marlon Brando's role. I think they traded De Niro for Pacino. Yeah, they swapped them. Yeah, they traded them to a different movie. So when I saw Pacino live at Caesars, he said they initially wanted Robert Redford to be Michael Corleone. This was while Pacino was auditioning. And he said to them, he said, Robert Redford? Robert Redford doesn't even resemble an Italian unless there's a new type of Italian out there that I don't know about. I love that he said that. But Pacino's the best. Come on, what else you got for me? You got to, you got to uh, spark my fire a little bit more. You sparked it the last two times. You're not on your game tonight, Mark, and you're getting on my nerves. You wasted the last twenty minute ride. I was looking forward to it. Why, John? What do you want to talk about, man? You, it's your job. <laughs> job, I tell you how hungover I am. I've been drinking like a maniac. Cold sweats. Can't think straight. See straight. Nauseous all day. When you hit the Margate scene again? Uh, guess what? I got work uh, every single day this week. I'm making up for a little bit of lost time from all the all the good times I've been having. I don't know. Maybe sneak down there next Sunday. I hear you, buddy. You know what I mean? I hear you. Well, I hope that I feel like the other interviews. I thought the other interviews were. Uh, we're, we're better. This one stunk, I think. Benny, do you think this one stunk? I don't think this one stunk. No, 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 not at all. You're, you're, you're... I think the other ones I had, Benny laughing. <laughs> you got I, me I, laughing. I, no, this he time. doesn't want to laugh in the mic. Trust me, he was laughing. I had a girl come up to me last night and ask me if I had Desposito. But you play? What, what do you mean, she asked? You, you was one of the first Johnny's songs you played. Ca- in Johnny's Cafe. Oh, right. See, I told you, you I'm in bad shape. And what you say? No, I'm thinking the wedding was last night. It was two nights ago. Right, it was already two <laughs> nights ago. Yeah. I she said to me, "Do you have Desposito?" And I said, "What song?" I said, "Never heard of <laughs> never it." Never heard of it. Yeah. Right, never heard. Of it. So when I played it, like 15 minutes later, right. I really actually thought she was going to faint. But yeah. she spent the first 30 seconds like telling me. You did have it. Uh, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she she must have been drinking with you for the last five days. Uh-huh. I'm in a major detox mode now. I hear you. We just left the Ocean City boardwalk. If I ate one more thing, I was going to roll it in my car. Oh, my God. Speaking John, you got to be careful. You have any good honey crisp apples recently, Looch? <laughs> I did, buddy. Right. I, I, I love those honey crisps. My diet strict again the week before Father's Day. Six days. I even had a couple people tell me I lost that bloated look. I, I was strict. I was doing well. Good. Good. Father's Day came. Father's Day came up. My wife, what are we going to do? What do you want to do? This is a real good brunch spot. Blah 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 blah. We go to brunch. I ate blueberry pancakes bigger than your head. Blueberry <laughs> pancakes. Oh, boy. Well, hey, better than Nutella pancakes. 
they were delicious but i that yeah. was that was the end of the good news at that point egg white omelets man that's egg white omelets and steel well, cut oatmeal okay. I mean, and greek yogurt that's the healthy the breakfast those, the carbs are the carbs are the world's worst they are i'm giving you gold here kid worst. what's Ooh. that dan and oikos triple greek yo triple zero greek yogurt that's a part of your breakfast black coffee that should be a part of your breakfast hot green tea all right, or that, but I don't think the hot green tea. Black so coffee, stevia is okay. Stevia is the best sugar substitute out there. But okay, I learned. I taught myself how to drink the coffee black. Yes, yes, you have to do it. I'm telling you, you'll you'll learn to really appreciate the taste. Yeah, yeah, and every sip I take, I'm gonna just imagine a milkshake. Don't worry about the instant pleasure. The instant pleasure isn't worth the sacrifice. Ben, do you hear this guy telling me this? Or he just he just drank a vat of Crown Royal. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Luch. He's all talk. To me about, he wants to preach to me about the inner makings of drinking black coffee. He, he didn't know if he wanted to drink his, his whiskey neat or on the rocks. Right. right. <laughs> I believe guy, it. Mark. You really are nuts. Yeah, uh -huh. man. Uh-huh. Well, look, John, this was another phenomenal interview for the ages. We're going to let you go. Well, Thank you for uh, picking me again. I, I appreciate it. Let's knock them dead on the twenty seventh at the uh, tavern. Uh, Mifflin Tavern, July Thursday, July twenty seventh at uh, seven o'clock. It, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a gala of all galas. And, and for, uh, for the last time, thank you to. Uh, Chess Cafe event group for putting on another marvelous affair this past weekend and congratulations to the new Mr. and Mrs. Chima no question. thank you for having me a part of it it was a great time no question Chendani salute salute everybody Mr. Spielberg my buddy take care thank you John next time at Sips I'll come and say hi Johnny I hope so. Johnny I'll see you this week man be good later you got it guys and thank you again thanks Luch thanks Luch and now, gang, right from one DJ to another, we're going to give the great Rocco Chima a call and see what he's up to. See if he's fully recovered from the wedding, Benny, because after the wedding, he went over to Down Nightclub, Table, Moet Rosé, everything else on you could think of. And then, as if that wasn't enough, then he went over to Recess until 3.30 in the morning and had a table there and did his thing there. You got to realize, we were at Franco's house at 10 o'clock a.m. Sure. Drinking, getting ready for the festivities. It was in, insane. I mean, he was pushing 24 hours there. Talk about me. I mean, you got to love a wedding day, but yes, it does push you, especially when you're in the wedding party. Oh, that's the... Pushes you to the limit, man. You can't take a date either because if you have to babysit, it's just no good because by the time she rendezvous with you at the event, you're on a whole new level. She's dead sober. She might not know anybody. You got to babysit. You know, that's a bad... That's why I like to go to these weddings single. Yeah, well, listen, when you are single or when you're not at least in a serious relationship, I'm all about not taking a date to the wedding. Absolutely. That's just problems written all over it. Absolutely. Benny, why don't you patch in Rocco for me? Yeah. Yeah, we're ringing now. 
He must begin into a quiet room somewhere to fully focus on this interview. This is our number one South Philly socialite gang, Rocco Chima, going to help us recap Janine and Franco's wedding here. Yeah, he must be just getting situated. You have reached the voicemail box oh, of... Oh, no. Oh, no. again. No. Rock, it's Mark L. Foltz from On The Mark. Just calling you for our scheduled, mandatory, contractual interview. Uh, wanted to discuss uh, your brother's unbelievable wedding with Janine. Uh, what a night it was. What a day it was. You uh, you continued the party like the number one South Philly socialite truly would. And you did it very big. And I wanted to talk to you about that some. And uh, everything else we got going on. Rock, give us a call back. We're going to be in the studio for the next couple of hours. Feel free to uh, dial back in at your leisure. All right, Rocky. Good talking to you, man. Another legendary interview here at On The Mark, Benny. Yeah, absolutely. That was just uh, good stuff, man. He sounded happy to hear from us. Absolutely. I would say so. And, it, and his excitement levels were still high. He's continuing the party. Well, the legend he is. That's what he does. That's why he's number one. Absolutely. Why don't we give the groom, the great Franco Chima, a call? See what he's up to. I say, why not? I mean, we got to keep in mind, he leaves for his honeymoon in damn near four hours. Well, got to get him before that. Benny, patch him in for me. Yeah, he must be packing up last-minute stuff for the islands. Maybe they're just sick of you, Mark. Maybe I have to give you my have friends reached the voicemail box of John's and Wildwood drinking three dollar beers. Frankie, I know you're, you know, packing up last minute for the honeymoon. This is Mark L. Foltz from On the Mark. Just wanted to recap that unbelievable, unbelievable wedding. What a great time we friggin' had from beginning to end. Whether it was the engagement party, the serenade, the bachelor party, everything in between. Just a historic time, a memorable time that uh, none of us are going to forget anytime soon. We wanted the exclusive interview with you. What it was like to be the man of the hour with your beautiful bride. But uh, no worries. We'll be in studio for another couple hours. Feel free to give us a call back at your leisure. And if you can't, man, enjoy that honeymoon. And I'll see you when you... Touch back down here in beautiful Philadelphia, PA. Later, Frank. Yeah, I mean, these guys are busy, Benny. They're big time. Hey, Frank was on the socialite list. You know, so, gang, as you know, this isn't nonsense that we spew. Socialites are hard to keep up with. They're hard to connect with all the time. They're out and about. They're taking care of big things. Like I said, we got Dom flying over to Croatia with Stephen Loke. They're both on a plane together. Stephen was also on the list. We got uh, we got Rocco partying for 24 hours straight. Frank's packing for the islands. We got Jonathan Donnelly out in Wildwood drinking $3 beers. We can't get in touch with any of these guys. Yeah, well, you got to stay active to stay on the list, man. Just like you got to be on time to be on the mark. Yeah, yeah, it's a big issue, man. Got to be on time to be on the mark, folks. 
Luckily for a lot of these people, being on time is not part of being on the socialite list. Yeah, ain't if, that the truth? If socialites anything, it are, helps yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> complete one eighty. But yeah, socialites like to be late. They like to make an entrance. Fashionably late, man. With that being said, I think we're a little late to break. Benny, why don't you hit the music, and when we get back, gang, more on the mark. You are now back on the mark with Philadelphia's most eligible bachelor, Marky Mark. You know, man, it's funny how we're talking about the Godfather movies with Johnny. It must have been in our head from the wedding because uh, you know how Ben, the best man, always gives the speech, essentially. Yeah, sure. For uh, for the groom, so it's always a tough one. Sure, yeah, it, and it kind of keeps you sober through a long day of drinking if you've ever had to do it. I never have, but that yeah. would be my problem. Yeah, it, it kind of keeps you sober whether you are or you aren't, and um, you know it's like a, a nerve wracking thing that you have to anticipate all day. You know, Rocco loving the limelight like he does. Number one socialite, DJ, radio host. The whole nine yards. He has no problem hopping in front of a, a big audience and doing his thing. Sure. Antonio, same thing. He's a funny guy, confident guy. He doesn't mind either. So I was expecting a big time speech, and they kept this a secret from me. They then tell uh, the DJ or whoever they they say, guys, we got some secret FBI footage. We want to play this video. So on a projection screen, a very big one, they play this short movie that they did together. They said this was a, what many of you don't know, was a, an arranged marriage. And they then play this video. And it, it was called The Chimas in the Godfather um, font. And... Essentially, it was them dressed up as gangsters, having a sit-down meeting, 
discussing whether, you know, to, to, to accept Janine into the family, saying she needs to become a part of the family. And uh, man, was it funny. And they were quoting, you know, the Bronx Tale. They were quoting Goodfellas a little bit. And the whole place was dying laughing. And it was like a short film, Ben. It's like three, four minutes long, whatever. And it was it was nuts. I never have seen that before at a wedding. And it kind of blew my mind. Like, I was like, I couldn't even laugh because I was too in shock that they actually did this and were playing this at the wedding. I absolutely love the concept. It sounds like they hit it out of the park. They did. The place was going wild. And, and honestly, that's the best thing. As long as it worked, you can't say anything wrong with it. But I absolutely love the idea. I think it's genius. It, it was. It was. In fact, just today, Antonio said to me, Mark, we want to do a short film with you. We want to keep it up. We want to make another one. And we want you to be in it. So that would be a good uh, good stepping stone for On The Mark Productions. Step into the short film industry. Sounds like they're trying to steal my talent. Well, we'll I'll, I'll be sure to you know, negotiate a deal to get you involved. Yeah, absolutely. I was joking. Uh, I, think that, <laughs> I think that sounds phenomenal, Mark. Yeah, no, but uh, that, that, you know, so just if you're listening in, folks, that's an idea for your wedding, uh, a short movie, instead of having to give that speech. Because, you know, people can get bored of those speeches. They can either be amazing or they could be, you know, just whatever, just, you know, slow-paced, uh, more meaningful than funny, but not everybody can get it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The problem is you're dealing with a wide range in the audience. So exactly. you're dealing with the people that are not only in their late 20s, but in their mid 40s, along with people in their 70s and 80s. So exactly. to hit to a room like that is very difficult to the point that you kind of need to take it basic and keep it traditional in right. somewhat. Right. Which makes it boring. And yes. I love the idea of something that was still classy and still well thought out and well developed and something that was fully original, such as the, what they did. Right. And gang, I, I've been begging Rocco and Antonio all day. I said, get me the audio video of the, of the Chima's short movie. And, uh, you know, they're busy guys, both on the socialite list. Weren't able to get it to me just yet, but if they can, I'm going to try to patch it into this episode for you. Because anybody who didn't get to see this, you have to see it. Uh, it sounds like it's going on YouTube regardless, but uh, on the mark, we like to break things early if we can. And uh, I'd like to uh, I'd like to get that audio to you ASAP. Now, Benny, getting off the topic of marriages here. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear you it's not for all of us not for me right now man yeah same same uh sentiments coming from me i almost told luch that i'm ready to book him for my wedding but i don't have the girl or the date yet right but i want to book him when and if i get married you know ben i'll tell you what if it's not the right person it's not worth doing the marriage thing. You got to be dead set sure it's the right person. Absolutely, that's my opinion. Yeah, and I and uh, that's just my opinion, though. Um, you know, speaking of movies, Mark, and I guess it's appropriate a movie about a relationship in some sense. 
You know, my life just always feels like a movie, Marky. I swear to God, especially when it comes to these girls. I got this new girl. She's got way too many guy friends. Oh. Oh. That is so beyond annoying. And it's almost like a problem that we're too old for now. Yeah. It's kind of like a thing you dealt with when you were like... 15 or in 16. School, yeah. Even, yeah, maybe even a little before that. Even a little bit after that. And it was a little questionable at yeah, the, that time. At that time, it was questionable. But now at our age, it's kind of like, uh, like that, yeah, that's cool, but just, and here's it's a thing. red flag. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm all about red flags, Marky. And it's uh -huh. a huge red flag, especially when she doesn't really have girlfriends. Like, uh. you know, maybe one, two. You know, if she's really struggling, she can put together, you know, half right. a dozen, I guess. At but best. they're not really that close, not compared to these guys. Right. And that's a problem, Marky. So what, she got more uh, guy friends than you? I think she might. It's like, like I said, it's like a comedy movie. It's yeah. like a Seinfeld episode. She right. has more guy friends than me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, it is a red flag, man. It's just nobody wants to be with the girl who's best friends with every guy. Sure. It's corny. It makes me think of like a Friends episode, like we were talking with Johnny Luch. Yeah, I know. I know. It's um, it's something you can never put your finger wrong because we're not, you know, jealous type of guys. Sure. You're not. It doesn't make you an immature kind of guy. It's just, it's general consensus among men and vice versa. Yeah. Women don't want to be with the guy that's friends with a million girls. Absolutely not. And men don't want to be with the girl that has a million guy friends. We that, all want to be with somebody that other people enjoy being around. Sure. So that's just so, like an innate attribute. There's no problem with a girl that's very friendly with a lot of guys. Yeah. However, when the guys become her close friends to the point where she doesn't even have girlfriends, that's a problem. Now, was she always talking to you about these other guys? Yeah, it's very, you know, it's very casual in the sense that it comes up. Like, that's who she hangs out with on, like, a Friday, Saturday yeah. night if yeah. we're not hanging out. So then so, she'll tell about the night that her and these guys had. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, that's just not interesting conversation. Because you don't give two fucks about her night out with a bunch of random people yeah, in it's your horrible. eyes. They're essentially to you random people. They're not mutual friends. Absolutely. I've, I've never even really met them. Right. For the most part. So at the end of the day it just makes for uninteresting conversation. Yeah. Maybe if she was talking about her hot girlfriends it would be a little more intriguing. It's definitely but more But she doesn't intriguing. even have them. Because yeah absolutely. It's it's just because it's normal. Yeah. Then it's more intriguing. Right. Right. It's normal and not to mention if you end up thinking one of those girlfriends is just cool to be around also, then you can set one of your buddies up with it. And then, you then know, you, you a get a, date, a, then you got a cool out. group to do stuff with. Yes, right. But when it's her and all her boys. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> her and the boys Saturday are for yeah. the boys. Yeah, and Saturdays Cynthia. are for the boys. <laughs> hey, Pete Rose, what is Saturday for? Same thing other days are for the pool. She's like Icebox from uh, Little Giants. Seriously, like they go golfing together on Saturdays and stuff. What? Like, yeah, man, it's wild.
And what, she'll go out to eat with them occasionally, go to uh, bars go to with bars. them? Yeah. Uh, it's pathetic. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to watch football with me and my friends. I don't want her around on football Sundays. But, like, it's weird when she's going out with her friends to the bar, a different bar, and her friends are all guys. And even girls say about other girls, always look out for the girl with a million guy friends. Absolutely. Don't they say that? Absolutely. There's memes about that all over <laughs> And listen, it tur- it can turn so quick to where it's like, oh, yeah, we were all hanging out at my house yeah. to, oh, yeah, me and Johnny were hanging out in my basement. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then out of nowhere, it's like, right. can I trust Johnny? So now, look, are you are you done with this broad or what? Well, it, it's a serious red flag. I'm not necessarily pursuing it yeah. anymore at the moment, but I'm also not a man to turn down a layup either right so we'll see what happens marky <laughs> right, I, right, I don't right. i don't hear marriage bells i'm not uh right, right. i'm not signing dj luch up yet for yeah, our wedding we're contacting uh chess cafe wedding group and that's another problem let's get back to weddings even though i wanted to get far away from it what happen happens if you marry her like yeah. wh- who's gonna be your bridal party she'll have the guys in there so now, now do they there's have to go two, to your bachelor party too? There's No, there's two best men. You have your best man. She has her best man. So she's lined up with a bunch of dudes. Yes. That's weird. Yeah. Do their suits and tuxes match my suit and tuxes? Or no, do they she, match the dresses? No, the bride always picks what her bridal party wears. So That's odd. Yeah. Maybe they'll wear rompers. Yeah, I can't have that. No. I'm not a very traditional man, but there are some things I can't get past. And look, maybe you could get past if you had one or two legit guy friends. That does, yeah, yeah that's but when you're, fine. When you're talking about a crew of like countless, like she's mentioning, yeah. what, eight to twelve? No, that's ridiculous. Yeah, hit the bricks. It's crazy, man. Yeah, get, go find a relationship, loser. Yeah, absolutely. Seriously, just treat her like you've been treating her. Put yeah. zero stock in her. Like the only girls that are around in the group. Or possibly a couple of those guys' girlfriends. There you go. Unreal. And that's a problem. Unreal. Yeah, When those it, are some of your closest friends, girl-wise. Totally forget it. Oh, dude. It's written off. Get us to break, Benny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why wait to say, at least I did it my way. Why wait to face, but in my heart I understand. I made my move, and it was all about you. No, I feel so far removed You are the one thing in my way 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 You are now on the mark with the Conor McGregor of Podcast, your host, Marky Mark. Benny, slow time of the year in the sports world, man. We all know that. Oh, it's brutal. We got the MLB All-Star break. We got Sixers first overall selection. Markel Fulton was breaking his ankle in a summer league game. Typical. And hearing that, uh, you know, Colangelo say... Markel won't see the floor in 2017 or 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say it's a one to two week injury. I'm waiting to see it turn into a one to two year injury. Right. But it definitely uh, freaked out Sixers fans seeing that. And um, 
you know, definitely troubling because of all the injury history around these big-name players. Very frustrating for Sixers fans. So, you know, those gutless cowards, though, at ESPN jumped all over that via Twitter, making it like he was the most decrepit uh, man on earth. You thought he was dead. You thought they were going to amputate his leg. Fultz is really fine. Oh, they're not going to amputate? No, they're not amputating. He won't have a prosthetic in 2019 Thank God. when he debuts. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's fine. This is the Summer League. I enjoy the Summer League, man. I did. We're, we're getting a look at Furkan Korkmaz, and uh, we're getting a look at Markel Fultz. But, you know, like like that gutless coward Spike Eskin overrating all these Summer League games on Twitter, drawing these massive conclusions out of it. Give me a break, man. These guys are just getting their muscles loose. They're seeing what they got, seeing what certain guys can do, and that's about it. There's no conclusions to be drawn from it, just like there's really any conclusions to ever draw from the NFL preseason and whatnot, so on and so forth. Some of the shots that I see these kids take are atrocious. Yeah, it's the a joke. The bricks you see. Dude, when you're watching it, sometimes it looks like bad college basketball. Dude, it looks like bad gym basketball. Yeah, I know. YMCA uh, basketball. I know. I know. So, whatever. They're fine. Spike Eskin, uh, you live to see another day. But uh, it's a shame the Sixers can't draft like a sturdy player. Yeah. My God. That would be nice. That and would it, be nice, huh, man? It would be nice to have something fun to watch on TV Yeah. right now because the Phillies are horrible. Right. There's literally nothing else in sports. I've been watching these eSports, Mark. Yeah, I tune in, you know, and they're kind of cool. You catch a Street Fighter competition. That's one of the ones I was watching. Madden. Uh, what do they do? They got uh, I don't know. I was watching, FIFA, right? I was watching one of those shooter games. Also. Okay, Call of Duty kind of mm, thing. Call of Duty kind of thing, but it was yeah. something else. I forget. No, when I land on one and it's one of intrigue, I'll... I'll let it ride out for 10, 15 minutes. It's kind of slow, but it's a little interesting. Esports are a huge phenomenon, guys. Mark, I've gotten sucked in for hours. <laughs> hours, Mark. Hours, God. man. That's how boring it is on well, TV. Well, was that marijuana you're smoking. Well, working with the weed guy, that is part of it. Yeah, every time I walk into Skyfall Studios, gang, there's questionable paraphernalia all around this joint. And frankly, I get concerned. But, uh, hey, the THC makes the engine run, man. Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to let our listeners in on a little secret, guys. What you don't know, episode 15, the process, almost killed my producer. <laughs> he literally ended up in the hospital for 24 hours, thought he was having a heart attack. I felt terrible. I was pushing him on this deadline. I wanted to release the episode as soon as possible. He was chained down to a hospital bed. Benny, why don't you let them know real quick what the hell happened to you? Oh, this is true, folks. It absolutely is true, but I'm perfectly fine now. What what had happened was I had some torn muscle fibers in my chest. You know, I, I was smoking a little. I don't. I might have gotten a little paranoid. It doesn't happen often, but I've heard people say they got that. That and the feeling of the torn muscle fibers in my chest made me think I was having a heart attack. Mark, I panicked. I went to the urgent care. They looked at me like I was about to croak on yeah. the spot. Yeah. Made me feel ten times worse. Because you know how bad I wanted that release to happen. The socialites wanted to know what the rankings were. We wanted the relevancy of the recent draft. Yeah. Uh, and, man, tragedy almost struck the on-the-mark family. We almost lost 
Benny the Bear Juice Spielberg once and for all. But uh, he bounced back. He made it out. And uh, we're back doing our thing. We uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, the Franco and Janine Wedding Recap, Episode 16, The Hangover. We really hope you enjoyed it. Now get ready, gang. Episode 17, that's going to be the the Moab. That's going to be the big deal. That's going to be the release of the top 32 hottest females in South Philadelphia. What a tremendous compliment it is to be on that list. If your girlfriend's on that list, if your family's on that list, that means you're winning. You're winning. Because when I'm seeing these names and hearing these names being tossed around by our uh, consultants, man, these girls are beautiful, Benny. It's an exciting time to be alive, Mark. It's an exciting time to be on the mark, too, isn't it? Absolutely. Always is. Benny, was there anything else we needed to mention in this conclusion besides Johnny Looch at the Mifflin Tavern Thursday, July 27th at 7 o'clock with yours truly, Mark L. Fultz, behind the bar serving drinks. Don't break my balls when I'm back there. Don't ask me for no stupid types of shots. Straight shots, beers, simple mixer drinks. Look, if I got to make a martini, I will. Shaken, not stirred. Dry martini, lemon peel, shaken, not stirred. Vodka? Of course. If you need me to make you a cosmopolitan, I will. Uh, I'll dabble. I'll dabble for you guys. I'll give you guys the Las Vegas treatment, the royal treatment. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a fun night, Benny, over at the Mifflin Tavern. Absolutely. I'll keep it easy for you. I'm going to give you the Danny Ocean. I'll have a whiskey and a whiskey. Whiskey and a whiskey. Yes, I like that. George Clooney kills it, man. And uh, we'll be doing a live recording of On the Mark in there as I'm bartending. A Johnny Looch On the Mark simulcast coming straight from the Mifflin Tavern. That's very exciting. Yes, it is. So with that being said, gang, as I look on the wall here at beautiful Skyfall Studios, I thank you for listening to the smooth sounds of On the Mark. But it is the bewitching hour. It is that time. We will see you back for episode 17. Good night, cruel world. This is On The Mark service announcement. Please do not miss next week's highly anticipated episode. It's probably on a heater, and you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater.